This is News Talk on the VOCM Bigland FM radio network. The views and opinions on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your News Talk host, Linda Swain. Well, Claudia, it's hard to believe. Here we are. This is the last show of the year 2023 just imagine time just flew didn't it oh it did it always does and it gets faster as you get older it's really quite <laughs> alarming but anyway it does and of course i i know that the newsroom been mentioning it all day about the winter solstice and this is the gee look look out there just look over my shoulder linda yeah uh, yeah beautiful dark <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's not uh snowing in the capital city area like it oh, is yeah, in the Quarter west Brook. coast yeah, yeah i saw some uh traffic camera videos and yeah just snow covered and slippery and the cars are just dragging along completely different than here terrible day for christmas uh travel and in fact it's going to be similar tomorrow as well so we'll keep you up to date on all of that as a matter of fact this is a good juncture to introduce uh, David Neal with Environment Canada, who's going to tell us a little bit more about the weather. Well, David, we've been hearing from uh, people, and especially in around Corner Brook, saying that it's coming down pretty hard out there right now. Yeah, so what we've uh, what we've seen is, uh, is a storm that's been just just hanging around it won't uh doesn't seem to want to go away but uh yeah what we're seeing right now is a lot of uh, a lot of areas through to western newfoundland have uh, have changed over now to uh to snow and uh, a few places uh northern peninsula was more kind of late last night early this morning but then western newfoundland gradually through the morning and into today uh has uh, seen a pretty abrupt change over to snow and and, and pretty heavy looking uh, looking amounts right now don't have a whole lot of, uh, of information on uh, on amounts. I saw uh, Deer Lake Airport came in uh, just now with uh, with three centimeters down, reporting moderate snow. But certainly looking at a lot of the highway cameras, uh, especially on the northern peninsula and in, 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 in parts of the west coast, the island and Cornerbrook, uh, certainly seeing uh, some some good snow on the ground uh, after after a pretty healthy period of rain there for a couple of days. So that's uh, uh, the west coast. What about central? So central right now, um, again, just kind of looking at uh, looking at our highway cameras, kind of where we're seeing a bit of a delineation between uh, uh, between rain and snow. So we're seeing uh, uh, some pretty good uh, pretty good rainfall coming down in parts of uh, in parts of central Newfoundland. Then you go a little more kind of central west, uh, in more towards like Springdale that area. Seeing uh, seeing some evidence there to change over to uh, to snow in that area. Uh, so. A bit of a mix of conditions, but uh, uh, still seeing uh, some areas with some some pretty good rainfall rates. Anywhere kind of in anywhere from kind of two to two to six millimeters an hour. Uh, possibly a few few areas, maybe even seeing a little more than that through uh, through a few areas in central. So, kind of seeing that uh, that uh, that that front moving through, and uh, we should uh, see much of uh, much of central Newfoundland uh, really under either snow or uh, or a mix of freezing rain and ice pellets. If not by late afternoon, certainly by uh, by this evening. And we can expect uh, more precipitation now heading into tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so kind of looking through uh, through a bit of a timeline here. As I mentioned, we we're kind of seeing uh, where that uh, where that rain snow line is setting up, and, and right in between, there's a an area of uh, ice pellets and freezing rain. Uh, that uh, that colder air that uh, and that area of uh, freezing and frozen precipitation that's going to very gradually move its way eastward through the night tonight. Uh, so basically, by the time uh, by the time folks are kind of getting up and on the go 
uh, tomorrow morning. Um, probably going to be seeing pretty well the western and central thirds of the island pretty well uh, into uh, into snow. Uh, some of those areas are going to see some uh, some he- snow heavy at times uh, with some strong winds as well. So some areas of blowing snow. Uh, more towards the eastern sort of third of the island, kind of looking. Avalon Peninsula, Buren Peninsula, up through kind of Bonavista Bay, even right along the coast of the Conagra Peninsula, probably still going to be seeing uh, mostly rain. Um, by that point, a lot of the heavier rainfall that we've that we've been seeing uh, going to kind of go more to more of like a more like a light rain. Might be a couple of pockets of uh, of uh, of kind of heavier rain, but for the most part, it's going to be kind of tapered to light rain. Uh, over eastern Newfoundland, and then as we move our way through the day uh, t- tomorrow, uh, eventually that rain will change over to snow uh, through uh, much of the east coast. Finally, on the Avalon Peninsula, we're kind of looking more, kind of late afternoon towards uh, kind of towards the evening commute. If people are, if folks are still, uh, uh, you know, still coming home from work uh, last day before uh, before the Christmas break. Um, the, uh, the 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 evening commute, we could start to see uh, that rain changing over to snow right around then. So, uh, yeah, this is a it's a storm that's been with us for a while, but it does look like it will be uh, finally starting to move away by uh, getting more towards uh, through Friday night. We'll start to see things kind of taper off, and then by Saturday morning, it looks like they're finally out of it. So, if you had to do any traveling across the province, uh, best bet might be saturday uh at this point yeah really looking a lot of areas is probably best uh probably best wait till saturday even areas out uh, out towards western newfoundland like it's uh things will start to kind of taper off into uh into a friday evening and things like that but uh, still could be a few a few little uh, a few flurries kicking around a little bit of blowing snow kicking around through much of friday night across uh, many areas of the island so yeah probably your best bet would be uh uh kind of you know hunker down and enjoy enjoy a nice uh, enjoy a nice evening indoors friday evening and then if you gotta gotta travel probably best to do it on uh on saturday so white christmas for most uh, it's looking that way now. I know, uh, obviously, earlier this week and even late last week when we were looking at this system and, and really starting to anticipate it, um, you know, it wasn't looking too, too great there for a while with the just the amount of mild temperatures, the rain and all that sort of stuff. But um, certainly for the island, for, for, for Newfoundland, uh, pretty well uh, a good portion of the island is going to get some accumulation of snow with this. So uh, looking at a lot of areas that should uh, should see uh, a white Christmas at this point and kind of looking ahead beyond uh, once this storm gets away. Uh, not a whole lot on the horizon weather-wise, not really any warm-ups or, or anything like that for the island, so uh, nothing significant anyway. So it does look like uh, a lot of areas should should see some snow on the ground come uh, come Christmas morning. David Neal, uh, if we're not talking before then, uh, Merry Christmas to you and have a, a great New Year. Absolutely. Thank you. Merry Christmas. So, uh, you'll have a white Christmas. <laughs> See what you just did that? You'll have a white Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's too irresist- irresistible. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, white Christmas for many people. Uh, when, you know, just yesterday it wasn't looking that way. And people were even saying, oh, we're going to have a green Christmas. I don't want a green Christmas. I just want enough snow on that day. And some people are getting their wish. It's funny, you know, my son was so fixated on the fact that 
we could have a green Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, really. I don't know where he got and the how whole did he feel about concept. It? Oh, he was hating the idea. Oh, yeah. He wants a white Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's just something extra special. It seems more magical with a little bit of what, as long as you don't have to shovel. Even though my phone threw up uh, some <laughs> memories um, at me the other day from last year, and we had a sunny green Christmas last year. Yeah, you know, I had to rely on my phone to show me that. <laughs> Thanks, phone. <laughs> Thank you, phone. <laughs> Have a but, Merry Christmas, phone. But yeah, no, it'll be nice to see a little bit of snow. It certainly makes it a bit more magical. Certainly does. Um, and uh, you know what? Um, at this stage in the game, <laughs> when everything that's happening in this world, uh, a little if, bit of snow feels like that bit of normal we all need. Yeah, right that's now. a good point. A little bit of normal that we all need. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when we come back after the break, uh, it's been a busy year for NAPE. We'll uh, check in with uh, President Jerry Earl when we come back right after this. This is News Talk on VOCM. There's going to be a time tonight. Who says you can't start a new tradition? Bringing in the new year with a special edition of the Irish Newfoundland Show, 9 p.m. New Year's Eve. And I should mention that a, a number of cancellations already starting to come in. The law courts in Gander will be closed tomorrow because of the pending forecast. A gander right on that cusp, as David Neal just explained, uh, between uh, snow and freezing rain and rain. Uh, so, But t- by tomorrow, they're expected to have uh, a fair bit of snow. So uh, the law courts in Gander already closing in anticipation of that. So if you have a, uh, a court appearance or a court date uh, set for tomorrow, uh, please be aware and check with whoever you need to check with to make sure that you do not have to be there. Well, the uh, year is winding down and it's been a busy one for the province's largest public sector union. Nate President Jerry Earle joins me now. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Linda, to you and your listening audience. So 2023, of course, uh, we're continuing to see, I guess, the fallout from the pandemic and the like. And retention and recruitment continues to be uh, a serious issue in healthcare. How are we doing overall? Linda, there are still certainly difficulties there. Uh, there is some improvement in some areas where there's been success in being able to retain healthcare workers and recruit. But all I can say, when you talk to healthcare workers throughout Newfoundland and Labrador, they're, they're still feeling the fatigue from the pandemic. Uh, they're still experiencing, unfortunately, uh, especially pronounced in long-term care shortages, whether that be our licensed practical nurse or personal care, uh, in other sectors, whether it be our lab and x-ray or our paramedics. That's still a very real concern, uh, one that, again, we work with government and Newfoundland Labrador Health Services now try to address, but it's a major challenge, uh, one that I think everybody recognizes, but all I can say to those that work in our healthcare system, you do incredible work, and the challenge that you face every day are immense. On the mainland now, we're starting to see a big rise in uh, respiratory illness uh, leading into the Christmas holiday season, and there's no reason to believe that won't be the case here as well. Are our healthcare workers prepared? Our healthcare workers, like I said, 
Never a good time. Uh, we're going into Christmas when most people expect to get time with their families. And that, unfortunately, for healthcare workers and many other public sector workers that provide health and safety services, uh, the, it's it's work time for them. Uh, in healthcare, uh, like I say, across the country, we're starting to air in some areas now where we're having actually an increase in respiratory type illnesses, seeing greater intake into our healthcare facilities. So I can't imagine the stress now that's going to place up on a system that is stressed and up on workers that have been through three years of extreme stress and anxiety. So uh, I can't imagine what the next few weeks now is going to bring and probably, like I said, no good time, but probably no worse time than the next few weeks when healthcare workers will be called upon uh, to come in and help out uh, in many of these cases. And, of course, Christmas Day, no different than any other day when it comes to health care. And most don't realize that, but, like, when it comes to health care and a number of other public safety areas, like our people that clear our highways, our correctional facilities, many of those, Christmas Day is another work day. Uh, and you can only imagine being away from your family and with the challenge in the system. So those that are going to work, all I can say is we have to convey our appreciation to them. They take time away from their families to ensure they care for our families. So uh, kudos to everybody that works in the healthcare system or in other areas deliver vital services necessary for Newfoundland and Labrador. I don't know if you've got your Christmas shopping uh, finished yet, but I still have a few items uh, to go out and get. And uh, NAEP is uh, sort of shining a light on that by asking people to shop local. Absolutely, because again, recognizing we represent numbers, members in the private sector. Uh, many of them produce goods right here, and many of them historically for decades, when you think of whether it be country ribbon, whether it be uh, purity factories, whether it be Browning RV, and people might say Labatt's is a large national company, but here in Newfoundland Labrador, it's NAEP members that work there. So again, and we have now for the last number of years ran campaigns highlighting uh, the value of buying local when you can and supporting local. It supports jobs right here in Newfoundland, Labrador. It supports our local economy and invests money that stays here in our province in most instances. So if listening audience can, uh, just get out and buy that uh, box of purity cream crackers or country ribbon or whatever, uh, you are supporting local jobs, our local province. I know it's a challenging time for many and being able to, to afford things, but when able, I would certainly encourage, and not just these fine products great here, but any local business, whether it be a local restaurant, a local company, coffee shop, whatever, if Newfoundlanders and Labradorians can support them, uh, that's local jobs and that's money that stays right here in our province. We were talking about uh, health care earlier and the, the Christmas season, but health care as a whole has uh, uh, seen quite a few uh, changes recently. And you and I have spoken about this, this whole concept of privatization creep. Uh, we've been seeing more and more of that over the um, 2023. Um, what do you expect coming into 2024 now and, and what kind of concerns have you been raising? The concerns we're raising is just it's that privatization creep. Like people don't look at it as what has happened over a period of time. And when they look at an isolated incident, they might say, well, that's not so bad and that's not such a bad idea. But what we look at is the cumulative effect on our healthcare system in the province because we have seen and experienced 
privatization creep and the most recent one we're hearing request proposals now on our air ambulance service uh, which has existed for many decades a dedicated professional service in the province that nobody else and I don't mind saying nobody else in the private sector elsewhere can equal or duplicate uh, so again and this is just again one piece but when we look back over the last number of years this is tied to a number of things that have happened uh, our approach in the new year is NAEP is basically saying this is enough uh, we are going to take a stand and say uh, ask the premier uh, theory's team to live up to a commitment that, that they've made on the, in the House of Assembly that's been made public that they were not going to be privatizing components of health care uh, and we're going to be challenging this government and any future government that that is not what we need. That is not the additional stress that we need placed on healthcare workers that have done incredible work. Healthcare workers were heroes during the pandemic. They are still heroes today, and it's time that uh, with our Newfoundland Health Service or the Fury team that would recognize that. And finally, Jerry, a, a Christmas greeting now for your members and the people of Newfoundland and Labrador. First off, I want to say to the members that we represent across Newfoundland and Labrador, thank you for the service you provide, the products you produce that contribute to our economy and keep our people safe, and to each and every one of our members, and indeed to every Newfoundlander and Labradorian. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas if you celebrate, and wishing you all the best during Christmas and for the approaching New Year. And to you and your staff at VOCM, Linda, thank you for all you folks do, and wishing you all the best as well. Jerry Earl, all the best to you. Safe travels uh, and uh, look forward to uh, uh, speaking with you again now coming up in 2024. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Linda. Have a great Christmas. And uh, Jerry Earl, of course, uh, uh, president of the uh, largest public sector union in the province. And uh, while we are all getting ready for this uh, bit of a break and a wind down, uh, heading into the um, holiday season, a lot of people get that time off, but there's an awful lot uh, of other people who continue to work hard to keep us up to date and provide all the uh, services that are necessary, uh, road clearing, health care. People we take for granted, I find. Broadcasting. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, a lot of us are uh, continuing to work through the Christmas. So take a moment to uh, pause and think about them and the important work that they do. And uh, if you know someone in your life who's working this uh, Christmas, uh, offer them a little bit of thanks yeah and it's you know it doesn't cost anything as i keep saying on many many posts people are always saying it doesn't cost anything to be kind because this is the time of year where everybody wants their stuff yesterday for instance even at stores or maybe you're in a line at healthcare. Um, but it's not necessarily the person's fault on the other end they're just trying to do their job the best they can at higher volumes so we have to think about them too absolutely now, I'm going to challenge you. Oh, no. This is, and you can tell me if I'm right. Okay. It, this is probably the best story you are going to hear in all of 2023. What story is that? Ha-ha. Just what? wait for it. Okay. All right. So we all know this cultural phenomenon that uh, really took off in the 80s and the 90s in the United States with these uh, sort of shows like Jerry Springer and Maury Povich. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the big, uh, I guess, themes 
used by some of these uh, hosts I was know like, you're going. who's your daddy? Paternity you know, test. That, that whole paternity testing. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> you know, and we have the results now. And here is, oh, you know, gosh. here's 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 the father of your son or I whatever. Mean, I would not go leave the room until they open up that envelope. <laughs> and then you usually had two poor Yes. You know, dim-witted individuals <laughs> standing there, and all of a sudden the chairs would come out, and, you know, the whole... <laughs> uh, so would the security guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and the place would go up. Yeah. Well, um, the folks at the Denver Zoo uh, just recently uh, had a little bit of fun with all of that. Uh, initially unsure of which, which orangutan was the father of a new baby primate. Stop. The Denver Zoo, wait for it, decided to have a little fun with the results and turned to former daytime talk show host Maury Povich. No. Of course, Jerry Springer passed this yes. past year, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, just as he would do on his long-running show, Povich pulled the purported DNA results for four-month-old Siska out of an envelope and declared, Barani... You are the father. Now, whether or not this resulted in, you know, the usual cacophony, I can't tell you. But the zoo posted the video on social media this past week. The zoo's communications director said after the zoo got the results of the orangutan's paternity tests, he couldn't think of anyone better to deliver the news. Povich recorded the video on Saturday. Brilliant. So look it up. <laughs> I have to now. Look it up. So uh, some little orangutan out there, there's no doubt... You're my daddy. Granny, <laughs> you are my daddy. Uh, so, <laughs> and orangutans. Oh, my goodness. I know. I could watch them for hours. Oh, and the babies are so cute. They certainly are, yeah. Oh, can you hear this, Noah? He and I are always sharing cute... Uh, I can. I heard stuff. we're talking apes. Yes, we're talking about um, <laughs> orangutan babies. Yes, I adore apes. And who, who their fathers are. Oh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Well, in this case, Siska does finally know. So There you go. There you go. Happy ending. Christmas miracle. Um, Christmas miracle. <laughs> Thanks to Maury Povich. Well, um, uh, as you can hear, Noah Shepard waiting in the wings to uh, provide us with a little update on the news when we come back uh we're going to hear about what has been perhaps the most tumultuous year in the newfoundland and labrador fishery when we speak with uh greg pretty of the ffaw coming up right after this this is news talk on vocm stay informed and have your say on the news of the day with your vocm join linda swain weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 p.m for an hour of talk and discussion with decision makers and listeners like you news talk on your vocm and we're back on this uh, final uh, news talk of 2023 and uh, there's little doubt that 2023 was one of the worst, you know, aside from the um, moratorium being declared, of course, that one of the worst and most challenging the fishing sector ever faced. The FFAW's Greg Pretty joins me now. Well, hello, Greg Pretty. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Good. So, good. 2023, good riddance to bad rubbish? Exactly. Can't wait. Can't wait till the 31st to see that calendar flip over and look forward to uh, to a new year for our members and, uh, and this province. So uh, I guess the big news this year has been the tie-up. What, what happened there? Well, a, a couple of circumstances led to, to the market crash. Uh, first of all, uh, before, prior to that, uh, both parties, ourselves and us, tried to negotiate 
uh, a formula for 2023. Um, we went at at that in in uh, in good faith, and but ultimately uh, it it failed because the processors didn't want to contribute or put enough money in it to make the thing uh, viable or make it work. So it failed. Uh, we worked on that formula for a number of months. In fact, we were in Boston. Both parties were in Boston uh, to the trade show when the, the, the crab went under $5 a pound. And uh, so that, in essence, is a crash. So that happened. That was uh, coupled with the uh, with the final offer selection, which which really stopped the fishery. It, it caused a tie-up. They, they went with the uh, company's... Um, offer of 220 and of course as i said many many times since since march uh you know 220 is untenable for harvesters it will cause bankruptcies it will cause financial hardship it'll cause the same very much the same thing on the other side on process process workers and so the end result is that people said uh, 220 is not there it was a six-week tie-up. The market got worse. And ultimately, I called on the province to, to get involved in this uh, because, you know, uh, the processors were quite happy with the 220. I mean, they obviously, that, that ensured that they were in pretty good financial shape for the year. But what we did do, and, uh, which is extremely important in this process, is that we did, at the, at the uh, end of it, uh, negotiate uh, a formula something we couldn't do back when it was so important to do. But after the tie-up, um, resulting in the end of the tie-up, we negotiated a formula, which actually uh, spit out to about 260 per pound towards the end of the season. So f- from that perspective, it was uh, that was successful. But most importantly, it, it shone a light on, on how bad that FOS was. And, uh, and in fact, uh, that was vindicated by the uh, by the uh, Blackwood report, the panel review, uh, which came out and said exactly what we've been saying for months, and that is it's not working. It's not, it doesn't work for harvesters. We need a better way to do business. We need a marketing board. Uh, so all of that accumulated in uh, uh, perhaps the most difficult year this union has experienced since the moratorium back in the early 90s. So you managed to negotiate a formula. Will that help now in the coming year? Because I think everybody went into this process hopeful that something uh, positive was going to happen, and and we saw what happened. So uh, what can we – are there any assurances or guarantees that next year's season uh, will be any different? No, there there are no guarantees of anything in in the fishery. I mean, there, there are so many moving parts to it, and I think that's what's difficult for a lot of people to understand. One of the most positive things going forward from, from this season is the fact that we actually, uh, the, Gulf, uh, the Gulf region, Atlantic Canada, shipped all of their uh, crab uh, prior to, to Newfoundland and Labrador starting. That helped a lot because there was a, a, a constant even flow of crab. As a result of that, there are no significant uh, inventories right now. So that's going to help us move the crab. The market is is a little soft right now, but it's you know it's, it's that type of year. Uh, there can be improvement, but we'll have to wait to see 
if in fact um, things improve in the market in the in the months to come. It is important uh, that the formula was established as a result of that uh, tie-up. Uh, so, uh, as one fellow said, look, they're used to wearing the saddle now, uh, but you know the proof is in the proof will be what happens in in January on the uh, on the new formula. The good thing is, and again, it's positive is that the, uh, the independent review uh, highlighted uh, the deficiencies in the FOS and, most importantly, Linda recommended uh, a formula be brought in uh, to, to the crab fishery. So that's extremely important, and that's what we are working towards, and that's what I have a mandate to work towards. So coupled with this um, collapse in the market, we saw this uh, these changes to EI that have caused uh, untold anxiety for uh, numerous people who uh, work in seasonal occupations, in, um, you know, of course. So um, tell us what's happening there. Well, before I get into the EI, let me tell you about the financial situation of the problems. First of all, there's $500 million out of the economy. That's a pretty significant blow. We knew that back in April, when, when in May, when the, uh, when the FOS made their decisions. We knew what the economic damage would be. We went to Ottawa. We had a financial package to, to help harvesters through this, whether it be SEBA uh, loans, or direct influence on uh, on uh, harvesters EI. We also talked about the importance of uh, programs should they be needed for plant workers. All of that was discarded. Didn't pay much lip service to that. We went up there twice uh, with that uh, financial package, and twice we, we got we got turned turned away. So the end result, with, even without the EI situation, is that. People are in pretty tough shape. People, fish harvesters, owner-operators right now, some of which are facing financial ruin because of these SEBA loans, these government loans that we asked for extensions. We didn't get it. Uh, So uh, banks are calling harvesters. Can you imagine, you know, uh, prime producers in this country being treated like that in a a market collapse? So they just didn't get it or they didn't want to do it. So that was, that's important uh, to note, that even without these EI fool-ups that we experienced, we we're in pretty tough financial shape. The, as you know, the, the season was pushed back, and, and, and once the crab was boxed and sent out of the province, as per usual, EI changed the rules on qualifiers. What a horrific blow to rural Newfoundland. I said at the time when this happened, it's the equivalent to the dirty 30s. That first of all, we, we have harvesters who can't apply for, for EI now. Seasonal people can't apply. Same on the processing side. They increased the qualifiers, the weeks. They shortened the duration. End result was uh, her, uh, fish plant workers would be from six to eight weeks without income. So in their economic plan announced just a, a few weeks ago, uh, we expected some good things coming because we'd been promised by the federal MPs that good things would be coming, particularly the minister's offices, Oregon and, and, uh, and Hutchings. 
the result was they, they picked up four extra weeks of lowered benefits and nothing for harvesters. Well, Linda, I haven't seen, I've been around a long time, I haven't seen that type of disrespect uh, on, on seasonal workers. I've never seen that before. And they're sticking to their guns on it. They don't want to change it. Uh, but it's going to be a, a tough winter for a lot of harvesters and a lot of plant workers because that EI system works against them. And by the way, guess who wasn't in the queue with us looking for positive changes to these uh, these r- r- foolish rules and regulations? The processors, not a peep out of them, their own empl- employees. So... We haven't given up on it. We've asked O'Regan, O'Regan for, uh, for a meeting with our elected leadership to talk about the damage that they are about to inflict on this province. And it's absolutely ridiculous. These individuals, this industry needs their assistance, and they've been slighted by uh, these elected officials. So... We want an opportunity to remind these individuals that they should be working for us. That EI program is not made for, that should be made for workers. And it's so deficient, it takes not into consideration uh, things like market crashes, pandemics, new workplaces, new technologies, all ignored by an ancient, antiquated, antediluvian system. That uh, that employers love, and and workers uh, are really getting uh, done in by. So, you know that's 2023. It's been a tough year, but you know something, uh, we have we have great leadership in this outfit. We have great leadership on on the on these vessels. We have great leadership in the plants. And uh, we're going to come through this. We're going to come through this with flying colors because it is so important. It cannot fail. It's so important to the future of not only our members, but every single rural community, community in this province. And Greg Pretty, of course, is the president of the FFAW. When we come back, a few tips from the RNC about staying safe and uh, protecting your property and your personal uh, property um, during the Christmas holiday season. This is News Talk on VOCM. Ring in the new year with a special edition of the Irish Newfoundland Show, 9 p.m. New Year's Eve. And we are back. Well, it's busy, busy times. Are you ready? No. That question just <laughs> sends me into a frenzy, Linda. <laughs> Sorry. And you know, I got all this time in the world after work, but after work, no. I don't want to do not, it. Not in the mood, are you? No, no. You're just not in the mood no. at all. No. I go home, I make a bit of supper, Yeah. if it's not already made, and then I sit down and I just, uh, what's the term? Veg. Veg. That's the exact term I was going to use. Just yeah. sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> no, you know what? Staring into space. I heard, like, I don't know, I listen to a, lo- a bunch of different po- self-help podcasts. <laughs> I need a lot of help. But, you know, vegging or not doing anything, you are doing something. You are resting. Yeah, and well, that's supposed to be a good thing. But yeah. we always um, equate productivity with 
doing good, but sometimes you need to just quote unquote bitch. Well, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> I have to say. You're getting better at accepting you for doing that? I've been getting okay. it better at, you know, sitting on the couch and saying, you know what? Who cares? It'll get done. What's I'm done okay done. with this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, and maybe it's a little bit of COVID self-awareness or something, uh, maybe. You have to explain I, that. I can I can I can f- see yeah. that change in me since COVID. As in? As you, in, like, you know what? Come day, go day. You know, like, not taking things as oh, so very, very seriously as I okay. used to. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a, that's a positive thing out of COVID. Maybe it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. We have two couches here. <laughs> remi- well, you know what? I'm looking around. There's enough room in here, Claudette. Honest There's, to goodness. We, we need to talk, Something you know, I for need 2020 to talk to Carla about. Yes. Yeah, for sure. You know what? She'd be all over it. <laughs> there you go. I've just made a commitment for her. Uh, and for it's this. on the air. We can't take it back. Just imagine now. Just imagine, you know, just, just the feeling of the show. How... It might be a little too late back, though, Linda. It would be like, Linda, Linda. Different it would be. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, I think it's, it, you know, the, these are, yeah, you know, we, we talk about all this stuff getting ready for, for uh, the holidays and that right. sort of thing. But, uh, you know, once it's all, the, the main stuff, stuff is, is done. done and over with and you've packed up all the loose wrapping and all that stuff um, and, you know, started your Christmas dinner. Um, then you got that time to just unwind. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the real magic happens because it is all about spending time with your loved ones and not getting caught up in the, all the to do's. And it's okay to be bored. Yes. Oh, you know, people say that, you know, if you can be bored easily at home, I'm okay with that. I uh, will never complain totally about good. being bored. Yeah. Yeah. I got great. my little spot, spot on the couch where I have my cup of tea and I look out oh, through the window. Sweet. And uh, I could be there for. 45 minutes just staring. I call it lounging. That's what I like to do. It's a, it's a like, hobby of mine. Oh, look, there goes another bird. <laughs> oh, what's that grass doing? It just moved. No, that's just a leaf. See, that's mindfulness. Yeah. Oh, That really? is mindfulness. So this is a good thing. You are just doing service to you and the world. Thank you, Linda, for your service. <laughs> <laughs> anything I can do, Claudette. Honest to goodness, anything I can do. No problem at all. But, it, you know, these are still busy times for a lot of people. A lot of people will be doing a lot of that last-minute mm-hmm. shopping, hopefully safely and not uh, too worried about uh, uh, road conditions and the, and the like, which are going to affect a lot of people, of course. So just be mindful of all of that. But holidays can be a very, very busy time of the year, especially when it comes to uh, travel. Well, the RNC is uh, sharing a few safety tips for those who must leave their homes for extended periods or for those traveling over the roads during the holiday break. RNC Constable James Cadigan speaks with VOCM's Allison King. Have you been seeing more, whether it's home break-ins, thefts, vehicle thefts, things like that this year more than average? So that's a great question. Uh, What I will say is that in recent months, we have seen an uptick in uh, home uh, break-in entries, uh, specific to the St. John's metro region. Uh, So we want to make sure that everyone's keeping in mind those home security tips 
uh, checking on your neighbors and making sure that you have a secure property. So the RNC just put out some home security tips. A lot of people are going to be traveling over the holidays, maybe away from their homes. Can you just speak to some of those tips, please? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly very important to secure your home. Certainly this time of year, you're doing a lot of visiting and, uh, you know, traveling throughout the community. And uh, when you leave your home, ensure to lock all windows and doors. Even if you leave briefly or, or even if you're, when you're home, you can ensure that your windows and doors are locked. Uh, use curtains and blinds to keep all gifts and valuables out of plain sight. And uh, ensure your home, both inside and out, is well lit. And consider timers, motion-activated sensors, and different things throughout your home that can help show that if uh, maybe you're not in your house, that there's different things that are happening inside to make it seem like it's lived in, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, if you have an alarm system, use it. And if you're away from your home for an extended period, consider leaving on a radio. Ask a trusted neighbor or friend to check on your property. Outside, you can store loose items like ladders, garbage bins, so they cannot be used to gain access to the second story of your home. Uh, trim tree and shrubs and remove potential hiding places for people who might be trespassing on your property. And uh, check on your neighbors. You know, this time of year, it's so important to ensure that everybody's safe and that, uh, you know, if anybody needs a hand, uh, that you're checking on them and make sure that, uh, you know, they know you're there to, to help them out. Certainly our seniors in our community, it's very important to stay in contact with them. Uh, and, of course, stay vigilant and report all suspicious activity to the RNC. There's going to be increased travel on the roads. Sometimes weather is going to be a factor. You know, what are what kind of things are the RNC reminding people of when they take to the roads, whether they're traveling across the island or otherwise this uh, this holiday? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's multiple factors this time of year when it comes to travel on our roads. Uh, certainly the conditions, when you get to the winter conditions, it's going to be slippery and it can be snow covered. Different uh, whiteout conditions can come into play in certain areas of the province. So it's important to take your time. Nobody should be in a rush. You know, plan ahead and make sure you're not uh, trying to uh, race the clock to get to your destination. You know, plan ahead. Make sure you have lots of time to travel on the road. And um, drinking and driving, it's still a big issue. We see a lot of arrests, you know, sometimes even deaths, injuries from this sort of thing. Um, when it comes to, you know, partaking in some festivities over the holiday season, you know, what is the RNC reminding uh, people when, when it comes to drinking and impaired driving? So, yeah, certainly this time of year, uh, you know, we are going to be visiting family, friends, you know, traveling throughout the community and often enjoying uh, social drinks and cannabis. So it's important to recognize the risk of drinking and driving or, or operating impaired uh, in our community. You know, the moment you get behind the wheel uh, while impaired, you're putting your whole community at risk. And uh, I can tell you that the RNC will have operations uh, related to checkpoints and different traffic uh, initiatives throughout the holiday season to promote uh, safe operation on our roads and to check for sobriety throughout our communities while operating motor vehicles. And a very important reminder, we talk about it, we've been talking about it for years, drinking and driving, uh, don't take the risk. Um, you know, if you know you're going to drink, have a plan. And uh, even if you decide not to drink and then you in, in, in end up imbibing, there are ways. There, and people are not going to mind if you call them at an odd hour, if that's the reason. They would rather you call than something happen. Exactly. And uh, we've seen too many tragedies over mm -hmm. the years. We don't want to ruin someone's Christmas just because you're too stubborn or 
it never came in your mind to have a plan in place so um yeah keep those things in mind and everybody will have lovely christmas and new year so uh claudette i want to thank you for oh. the last little while i can't remember how long we've been doing this i now. know it feels like it's been for a, a little while now but yeah it's been a lot of fun thank you yes you're a pleasure to interact with i must <laughs> say and you keep everything all uh controlled on the other side of that glass where i just sit here you know flapping my gums oh now and um, then i'll have a blooper but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> and, so and you just you nod politely. <laughs> and of course, thanks to our listeners. Yes. Um, the When this show was created, it was meant to be sort of a call-in kind of show. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's a busy time of afternoon and, uh, you know, people are doing their thing, but they're listening. They're listening and I get notes all the time from people who say, you know that thing you and Claudette were talking about the other day? Well, I have something to contribute on that. And, you know, those kinds of things. So uh, thanks, everybody, for taking the time with us. Uh, here on VOCM. We're going to continue to entertain you through the holiday season with some uh, wonderful music and the like and to keep you up to date on the weather and roads and all of those usual things, travel. So do take care. Uh, Stay here. Stay listening. We'll uh, keep you up to date. And um, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great 2024.